toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness we are souls on the journey opening up the conversation to heal awaken and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency it starts with you everything you need is within you this is your time i am stacy musial and i am sam fernandez and we are your co-hosts at be the love podcast thank you for tuning in and ascending with us hop on board the ascension bus this is adrian elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. This is Dr. Brent Satterfield of Inner World Movement, author of Bringing Heaven Home. Hi, this is Dana Parker with Inner World Movement. Hi, my name's Steve Nobel. Here I am with Stacy and Sam on Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be The Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would be absolutely so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews really help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to just begin to invite you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth releasing anything that is keeping you from being present and take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release and take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself and breathing out that light and love and sending it to all of humanity remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Today we have Dr. Allison JK. Dr. Allison has secrets no one else uses to upgrade, inspire, and disrupt old paradigms within her community and the collective. She's an award-winning number one international best-selling author and the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System. She is an experienced subtle energies practitioner and natural healer with a holistic approach towards helping others thrive in mind, body, and spirit. This is reinforced by her 10 years in Asia studying subtle energies and ancient wisdom. With 20 years working, and teach, working in and teaching yoga, meditation, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health with a specialized focus on the chakra system, Dr. Allison brings a unique perspective that facilitates massive change. Dr. Allison's mission is to support the next higher evolution of the collective and create change for the health of this planet and those who are ready to unleash every part of the magic within them. So thank you so much for being here today with us, Dr. Allison. Yeah, it's my honor. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see where we go. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. It's such a pleasure. And so let's just just tell us a little bit about your background, your journey, and what led you to this work. Um, I've always kind of been aware of 
a lot of loving support all around me um, and to ground that into an easier thing to understand. I grew up walking through the woods next to our house with my older brother and he would jump on the tree limbs and that were already broken or dead and he would break them further, just the kind of boyish stuff. And I would be behind him like tuning into the cloves on the ground and the little elementals and the creek and the dragonflies and the trees and just feeling a part of everything and, and just totally connected and supported. And then in my teens, I started to write in a journal and really started to cultivate a connection with an, a higher voice. And um, we could say it's my higher self, really helped cultivate my intuition, listening to that voice, staying connected to that, which I felt all around me. And then um, went into college as a psych major. Mom had suggested that my mom at like age 12, she was like, you have really natural understanding of people else and she considered being a psychologist. And it kind of hit home. I was, mom's really intuitive. So I was like, okay. So I did it. And three semesters in, I was mildly horrified by how little I was being shown. How do we be the most thriving, happiest versions of ourselves? So I left that major and um, fast forwarding some time, I, I eventually picked up um, some modality. I first picked up meditation because I was a successful political organizer in campaigns over in California and I needed to learn how to deal with the stress. So a book fell off his shelf in San Francisco stopping right at my feet about meditation. So from there that started and I had already been into um, yoga in college and, and doing some Native American medicine wheel work and um, really looking at things holistically, uh, always sensing the spirit needing to be involved when we talk about the mind and the body. And so I eventually picked up my first energy medicine modality. And um, while I was teaching in the classroom, uh, English and, and was teaching ADD and ADH labeled boys um, meditation. And I took them outside and showed them because I was already doing Qigong, but I wasn't yet a formal teacher, showed them how to connect with the trees and connect to something bigger than themselves using some Qigong moves and taught meditation to adults in the local community and ran energy medicine and health and holistic health and wellness sessions alongside classroom teaching. I was getting great results for my clients and wanted to get even better results. So basically put that question to my guidance and higher self in the universe. How do I get even better results for my clients? Uh, I actually said, how do I get even more robust results for my clients was as I had my hands over her sacral and, and solar plexus. I was led to move to Asia as a, so I went into the international school system. Some synchronicities brought that in. And um, meanwhile, I also increased my net cash flow because that was a part of the goal. I, I had already lived in places overseas prior and had this sense of, oh my God, this is tight budget-wise. Where is the sense of adventure? I don't want to live in this cage. For decades, uh-uh, not okay. So that came along at the same timing as me with my hands over that one client asking, how do I get even more robust results? So I found out about the international school system, went and did what I had to do, eventually got accepted the job I was offered in Asia, became a administrator at that point, as well as a classroom teacher and um, ran the energy medicine sessions alongside the classroom teaching and began to explore and study all around and then came back after a decade to the States with my mission to 
it's, it's my first book, What If There's Nothing Wrong? So I wrote it as my, started as my dissertation my last year over there in Asia and, and really coming back aware that, man, if we knew about the subtle energy system and consciousness in the West, there would be so much less suffering. And then it also became, after a while, what I saw, I want, I am about professionalizing the field of energy medicine. So there you have it. Is that good? Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. That sounds like quite the journey and so much in there, I'm sure to like unpack, right? I cut so out a lot. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that was the briefest version I've done for a while. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about like that, the subtle energies and, and what, um, how, how that led you to create your system, your vibrational upgrade system and um, how it's been helping you awaken spiritually and how it's helping your clients awaken spiritually. Okay. Uh, I'm a little bit different. And I, I, I don't know how to say this, but I trust that your listeners and you will receive it in the way it's meant. I was always awake spiritually and I had to learn how to allow that to come through even more. Um, I'm special. I'm different. It's, I have these innate capacities that I have had to learn how to allow space for and cultivate. Um, so I've awakened those more and more, but I've always had this really strong guidance. So like in my early twenties, late teens, a couple of times I didn't listen and I sucked the chaos that ensued. And so I learned early on, uh, -uh you're going to be led to do things that are different and you got to follow through and listen to the guidance, take action based on it. So I don't know that I've just progressively allowed for that light and in using yogic principles, definitely. I got my yoga teacher training in India while I was there. Um, I do tend to approach it from a Buddhist and yogic perspective. So it's a combination how I help others between energy medicine, doing clearings and activations on what I believe on your show you call the shadow and then I couple that with my meditation and yoga teacher background with applied mindfulness so that once I've run the clearings and activations on people, we don't just stop there. Um, I have, as a person, I'm also a personal trained personal, certified personal trainer. And one of the specialty certifications I have is as a behavioral change specialist. So if you bring that with my background in meditation and how new neurological pathways get formed, I find that just running clearings and activations alone in energy medicine, and whether it's the light clearing out the chakra column or it's verbal clearings on something I'm in being shown that is holding you back at an unconscious and subconscious level, there's that. But then in order for new, so you'll have, after that clearing, you'll have a new thought possibly because the space has been created. The mind-body connection has been cut. And so from that new thought, you can make new choices, but to then have the courage to make those new choices rather than following the momentum, the mind, ego mind got used to that applied mindfulness is needed for the consistent redirect into the new behavior where you're actually making those new choices and following through creating a new life based on new behaviors. So I'm not, I'm totally understanding spiritual awakening, the times that we're in right now. So here's a little bit. When I came back around 2011, I'm here, I was back here for like a year and I went through the worst culture shock I have been in. No matter where I went, it was when I came back to the States. It was interesting um, landing back in here and working with people. Like I remember one client saying to me, I just have to figure it out. 
And I was at her toes during an energy, doing a um, central nervous system rebalancing. So I was on my knees, kneeling down at her toes, holding my fingers the way that I would. <laughs> and um, I looked up at her when she said, I just need to figure it out because she was downloading to me basically an update. Mm -hmm. And I was taken like so many uh, paces backwards to access the part of me that remembers what it's like to be the kind of person that says, I just have to figure it out. Remembering, oh, this is what it's like in America. Mm -hmm. it, it, so when I say I went through the worst cut, it was, it was phenomenal. So uh, I'm back about a year, year and a half. And uh, Voice America approached me to do a radio show based on the Mayan galactic alignment, December 21st, 2012. I wasn't doing anything in my business publicly out there with that. I was taking some VIP clients to the Mayan ruins in the Yucatan, I, but I didn't know why they approached me, but I said, okay, give me 48 hours, listen to my guidance. It was a huge yes. So I said yes. And for a week, once a week for two and a half years, I was interviewing specialists and scientists about the Mayan galactic alignment and what it meant that December 21st, 2012 date, as well as the scientists who I quoted in my first book, What If There's Nothing Wrong, of, who had developed measurement of subtle energy and of consciousness and of the changes that happen from meditation practices. So I learned, I actually became a specialist on a cruise to Chichen Itza for that day. I was the energy medicine um, professional in the um, meditation and yoga teacher on a cruise. And we were at Chichen Itza. We got special permission to be with a Mayan shaman that day. Wow. And I'd been there the year before with a client barefoot. Ground wasn't that riveting, but that day, the ground was like shooting lightning up through my feet. And it was such a big deal. There were TV cameras around from all around the world. People told me they saw me as far away as Poland. So what I understand is that that started a 20 year window. Now I had clients coming to me in 2011 with stuff collapsing in their lives, job loss, health issue, divorce, like crises coalescing. So some of the earlier awakeners were having this happen like around 2010, 2011, but 2012 really marked a 20 year window from 2012 to 2032. Um, I'm smiling because I don't know if you can see the crystals. We were talking about crystals beforehand. And oh, so yeah. I have this pig dragon that, I, mm. that was excavated out of China. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Incredible. Um, he's cool. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, the 20 year window, it's like the first half is done. We've seen a crumbling, everything that's been out of alignment or most we're, of the places where institutions and the way we organize society and within ourselves and within our own relationships mm. where stuff has been out of alignment. So we've seen the crumbling, some of the indications people protesting in the streets like Chile and Moscow and countries where there usually aren't protests and voices speaking up, the Me Too movement, the Black Lives Matter, all of this is bringing to the surface, the shadow mm. on earth and within each of us and collectively. So that's like the first half. And now we've kind of turned the corner and we're in construction time or co-creative time where we're creating the new golden era with our choices. And so um, here we are. So um, I'm wondering. So what brings me to what brings to mind for me is the different timelines that we've been said to be on, and so we've you know said we're shifting over to this higher vibrational, this 5D consciousness timeline. Uh, I'm wondering how you can, if you can talk a little bit about maybe that yeah. piece of it and how, if you know, what you've seen with that and 
how we are progressing with that. I love how you made it look like the fifth dimension is, is was shifting over to something as if plugging into like 5G network. Um, but it is kind of like that. I, I, I find like it's not anything bigger than all of a sudden because of the changes you've been working on in your consciousness, you're able to perceive more subtly. That's 4D, increasingly then it's 5D. So it's right here. We don't have to go anywhere. It's the inner work that helps us be able to access it. So the ascension isn't leaving your body. I, as a personal trainer and a yoga teacher, I'm very much into like longevity, nutrition and, and tonic elixir herbalism from um, the traditional Chinese and yogic cultures. I'm very much into the body. Like I wanna know how do we have the funnest thrive, most thriving time in as an adventure, this life in a body on planet earth. So I don't use like the stuff to leave my body. I help people come out of the spiritual closet and not need to meditate to feel the unconditional love, not need, not need to go out of their body to, where they feel safe connecting with the angels, but it's about coming down into the body and from this positioning in a grounded way, create this new paradigm together. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love what you said about, I mean, it's really about not leaving the body because I think that is the when, yeah. when we, when we think about ascension, you know, in my mind, it's like, you know, we're going up somewhere, but you're right. Cause it's, you know, it is like, we are, we all have access to that. We don't have to go up anywhere. We can just increase our own vibration and by healing the, the shadow. Um, so I'm wondering, can you talk a little bit more about that and then your work with the, the Mayans and, and how they see it and what, where we're at with that? Yeah, so let's, let me start backwards. Um, so flash forward out of the 2012 time when I was there, and I've been back almost every year. I take myself there for the equinox. I'm a, um, in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm a fall equinox baby. That's when my birthday is. So fast forward to 2019, I'm in Teotihuacan, um, the Mayan slash Aztecian ruins outside of Mexico City. And we hired a local native guide and this is after me already getting educated about the nature of our times. And I nonetheless asked him, what do you perceive as the difference between the old era, that 26,000 year era we just ended and the new one that is now coming to play? And he said, the old one was about destruction and the new one is about construction. So con, that prefix is the English teacher. It means with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, in yoga, yoga, the Sanskrit word yoga means to yoke with. The divine mm -hmm. when you're sitting there nodding your beautiful head there stacy you have the solar plexus mandala for the solar plexus chakra that is the one about manifesting mm. and so that's at the upper belly that's at the digestive tract mm -hmm. so we have to be in our bodies to be able to functionally marry the material and the spiritual because that's one of everything's coming into balance the masculine the feminine within ourselves not just genders um, socio-politically or within relationships so is the material with the spiritual so i find like a lot of spiritual people i've already talked about that they tend to go up and out and then the material people may still be in a stage of calling the uh anything non-material woo-woo which is outdated um 
So part of the rebalancing is the spiritual with the material. So I, I really am happy to have this opportunity to dispel the myth of it's all about going up and out. It's all about like meditations and guided visualizations and leaving your body. It's all about changing, going through the clearings and activations that correlate with certain chakras throughout the body so that you then have more of this light or vital life force energy or ki or chi or prana circulating throughout your system so your whole body's vibration goes higher, but you're in it and you're then able to access the multi-dimensions. Mm -hmm. So as we all have been moving, I mean, over the last, yeah, eight, um, eight years or so, right? With since uh, eight or nine years, we've been um, really, a lot of the shadows work has been coming up. I know a lot of people, I'm a psychotherapist by trade. And so, you know, I work with people a lot just on, you know, their own healing journey and, you know, I'm just seeing certain patterns over the years as well. And so, um, but then I see it on the collective, you know, and so in this big collective, like you mentioned, all these other things, you know, politically and, and whatnot. Um, and so, so if we if we're moving, it sounds like we move out of the destruction phase um, and in the construction phase, wondering, you know, what do we need to know to do to help with that construction? Like, what are we what are we working toward to construct as a collective and as an individual? I love what you just said. Um, so, the yeah, the clearing, the purging that people I'm not to, meaning to make someone feel bad in the audience because they're still clearing. <laughs> sure. We all have our work. By now. <laughs> we all have work to do. Absolutely. And, but yeah, I just kind of moving through. Yeah. yeah. No, no, please. It's, it's me um, discerning and distinguishing between certain sure. aspects. Um, and, and I want to actually do this because it gets to a certain point where it's not about work. Hmm. You get so free. It actually, I, I'll never forget this. And on a summit interview, like around 2012, 2013, a woman asked me, do you ever just get there? Do you ever get done with clearing hmm. the negativity? And at that stage, I didn't give, I said to her, there's always room to grow because when I do a clearing, it's the next thing, the other part of it, the half of it is an activation. Hmm. So those chakras, like that third chakra, or even the orange one that now you're sitting back, the sacral chakra, every chakra has a right to it. So the sacral chakra is your right to, to feel what you feel. The third chakra, the solar plexus yellow one is your right to desire what you desire. So in answering your question, when I was like 2016, I was starting to see a pattern like you just described with your patients where everybody's heart chakra and throat chakra were asking to be mingled in a way that I hadn't yet seen. So it seemed, I, I came to call it the co-creators channel. And it's, I, I talk about this in my second book. So moving into this new era, it's really recognizing our power to create. And that comes from much of it, the throat chakra. It's yes, it's about communication, but a whole nother level of it is the creativity not arts and crafts, macrame, but the choice at a time, one choice at a time, I'm creating, you're creating, we're creating our own lives, our family's lives, and then the collective. So if we at the sacral chakra level, the lower belly level, if we don't feel like we have the right to feel what we feel, even at the root chakra, tailbone, I don't have the right to be here. There's all sorts of compensatory behaviors that ensue in all clearings or shadow that I then have to see that I have to clear to help people land in their body 
after they've had activated for them, yes, I have the right to be here. Um, that could happen from some kind of symptom in, in the womb when mom and dad were worried about how they're gonna afford to pay, bring you up or one of the parents didn't really wanna be around or um, there was any kind of neglect or abandonment or rejection, for example, that can imprint upon a child, a fetus, an embryo, all the way back to inception or conception, I don't have the right to be here because it's not being shown. So the sense unconsciously, energy is our first language. So the sense unconsciously is that gets wired in, I don't have the right to be here. So a person with that wiring may tend to be out of their body more or may tend to eat to remind themselves of their body or may tend to be a sex addict to be in their body more as a compensatory behavior. So the root chakra is your right to be here. The sacral, if, if I now feel like I have the right to be here, I don't mean to say only the chakras build upon each other. I don't mean to be conveying that they don't. You can have a great fifth chakra and a crappy second. So please don't think that you have to build up the tower. That's a common misconception. So I do better with feeling like I have the right to feel what I feel if I feel like I have the right to be here. And then if I feel like I have the right to feel what I feel, I can then acknowledge my desires. Now we're at the solar plexus. So if I, have the, if I feel like I have the right to desire what I desire intact, then I'm going to allow myself to man manifest. I'm going to allow myself to choose. I'm going to allow myself to create based on my desires, which is what we're meant to be doing now. A heart chakra, our intuition, it's not like a big imagery that comes in. If our heart gets lighter about a choice, that's our intuition saying, yes, do that. It is that simple. It's not that complex. So allowing ourselves one step at a time, instead of expecting a plan, a full strategy laid out in front of us, the how, letting ourselves balance the masculine and the feminine. So the yin is that heart upliftment about a certain choice presented to us. And the yang is, okay, do it, follow through. And then one step at a time, the universe, learning how to interpret the symbolism from the universe, the messages from the universe, because as we're higher vibratory, we're emanating it out. We're also allowing ourselves to receive more of that support and it'll, be, it'll come in. The higher vibration we are, the more synchronicities we have. The more we work with the synchronicities, the more messaging we get. So the more that we can act like a detective and kind of piece it together and make the next choice. Does that help? Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm wondering, um, what is the way that someone could, you know, continue to you know, work with their chakras and create that, you know, move through that, the shadow work and continue to upgrade and essentially stay there. Is there, is, are we meant to stay at that high vibration? So do you mean like, am I meant to, when I travel, cause I'm stepping out of my house to, on a first flight since all of COVID on Saturday. So I, do you mean I'm not meant to get annoyed about uh, the way people behave in public right now? Cause nobody knows how to behave right now. <laughs> is that what you mean? Like, I'm not no, because I, you know, I recognize and believe, you know, we all have a shadow work that we're working through or, or, you know, there's emotions that are still coming up. Um, I, you know, I've seen it with a lot of different people. And so I want to, you know, honor, like we, we have feelings and we're human and we need to like go through that and, and honor those feelings as they come up. Cause I think there's a lot of messages in our culture that says you can't, don't feel, you know, you shouldn't feel like that or you shouldn't, you know, and so we have to honor the humanness, but I'm yeah. wondering, you know, as we're working through the shadow and we're, you know, raising our vibration, like what is 
the real, what's realistic for us to be in that vibratory state. So it's acknowledging the potential for, wow, this, this is how it shows up for me. Um, this morning tech challenge just dealt with it. Wasn't annoyed. Didn't have a ruffle of a thought of damn or it's or ch any of that catching kind of like frustration mm -hmm. just dealt with it. Just stayed in the flow. Mm -hmm. Um, it's typical with me doing that traveling too. I mean, I've traveled a lot as you guys have too. Um, so nonetheless, you can still from a high vibration observe the potential for annoyance in a situation like I've given the example of, but not embody annoyance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you do hit a certain point where the choice making you with the clearings and activations, we've created so much more detachment. So if 10% of our pre our, our um, frontal lobe, that's where we're, that's the last to develop, right? That's why teens are so rebellious, rebellious, mm -hmm. the, monitoring of ourselves that's the last thing but it's also where we hear our thoughts from and it's only 10 percent at most of the thoughts that we're actually having that we hear the rest of it's in the back of the house consciousness as i've come to call it the subconscious and the unconscious is what you're meaning by shadow but i don't want it to sound like all of that's in the head it's not because of the chakra column it in each chakra having a certain theme to it depending on that unconscious belief or shadow belief it relates to the corresponding chakra. So blockages, so that's how physical health gets impacted by not clearing yourself and having the vital life force energy. Listen to that, vital, that's life. Life force, energy, that's the translation of chi or prana or pi from Reiki. So by having more of the clearings done on you, more of this back of the house consciousness brought to the forward, brought to the forefront, you're gonna be able to make more conscious choices as well as those clearings cut the mind-body connection or the automatic triggers. So you have more consciousness at your disposal in a moment to make a more conscious choice. Mm. So in that detachment, you can then have the ability to do what I just said, observe this potential here for annoyance, but not embody it. Mm -hmm. And so we work that detachment increasingly, we work that release of the back of the house consciousness increasingly so that you actually have way more presence and way more consciousness at your disposal to make more conscious choices that are lighter you have more consciousness we can interchange here in this example only consciousness and energy mm -hmm. so the light and enlightened energy so light has an intelligence of its own when i'm training my vibrational upgrade system practitioners it's a beautiful thing to be able to tell them so that as they sit at the head of a client or they start a distant session and open up at the crown you're you may see their knee twitch and they've come to you for back chronic back pain for example and you wonder, and, and they're talking about pain at their knee when they haven't said anything to you about their knees because the light has intelligence inherently of its own. God bless the divine. And it sounds like a weird sentence to say, but like, thankfully we're not responsible for that. The light has that innate intelligence. It knows, sorry, there's a little bit of lawn maintenance happening here um, <laughs> right outside my window. The, um, so the light knowing what to prioritize, we don't have to make that decision. We just have to allow the light in as a practitioner. That also, the more awakened consciousness we have here, the more the more light or consciousness we freed up. That means also it implies that it's the more divinely guided hmm. our choices are going to be. Hmm. So is this something that? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. 
no, I'm sorry. It was just, so we're creating from our higher self more. And so then that's how we're going to create that higher. You use the word ascension. I'll use the word higher because mm -hmm. both imply that, right? Mm -hmm. The going North for those of you who only listen to the audio and not video. Um, so that means the new paradigm we create together, we co-create together is going to naturally have a higher vibration, vibrational backdrop to it. They'll be healthier, mm -hmm. more balanced, more divine choices. Mm -hmm. But this is our gift, right? We can muck up our lives and everybody's lives around us with our choice to be an asshole, excuse my language, or we can be beautiful beings mm -hmm. and make those choices too. Free will, it's our one gift, right? Mm -hmm. So what would you say with someone who struggles with trauma and they have a you know, hard time getting moving through that trauma? Is that something that is also upgrading as we're going through this and, and how do they navigate through the, their tra traumatic experiences? Trauma is interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's um, a little bit of a minefield. One of the aspects I've noticed about trauma is that it has this ability to like repeat. So when I run a clearing, you'll hear it later on when we do it, um, free floating thoughts and traumas is grouped together because what I see people do with trauma when they've been through trauma is so the ego mind's given to us. The ego mind is what we talk about in meditation. It's the mind we're observing, the, the thinking mind, the monkey mind. And so we're given this nonetheless in Western psych training, as you, you likely know, Stacey, as protection. You know, mm -hmm. So when we approach the jungle, it's unknown. Keep us protected from the lions, the tigers, and the bears, oh my, to keep us safe, right? It's in the adrenal cortex, the back of the brainstem they're wiring and so it's to keep us safe but it, it's it's in hyperdrive um it's and so when we have a trauma happen in particular that mechanism gets kicked into place so let's say there's sexual abuse that's a really common one let's say it's uncle um and let's say the six-year-old girl ended up with the conclusion that because she wore that certain kind of nighty she caused the sexual abuse. And because she smiled a lot, she caused the sexual abuse. So what will happen as an unconscious conclusion in order to keep her safe in the future is don't smile a lot and don't wear pretty things or don't wear that kind of a nighty. That's very obvious, but I'm doing it for the teaching purpose because the traumas aren't just the trauma. What I find more persnickety is the clearing of all the ensuing protective thoughts that are at an unconscious level. So when we're fielding a trauma, we can't even do it consciously. It goes right into the subconscious. So first is the clearing out of that event itself. And then there's the further work on the ensuing or free-floating thoughts for protection that I then takes longer to unravel. Traumas take longer than anything else really. I mean, no, karma takes the longest. And mm -hmm. I, I've spent years and tens of thousands of dollars learning how to clear karma. It was really tricky. Trauma's like one degree down from that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there is a point though that you move beyond holding a trauma in your body. There is a point where I've seen it over and over and over again. It's kind of like you come into alignment and you come up for air, your head's above water and you can live beyond the trauma. So I, that needs to be communicated because I also see like we have, a, I mean, there's people who, I'll never forget this story. Um, a woman comes in to a luncheon and she sits down at the table and announces that she's an incest survivor to everybody. And they had not been, to, they're not an incest survivor's workshop weekend gathering. 
just a luncheon with general people. And so that living through your trauma, living from your trauma, making it your identity can happen a lot, mm-hmm. especially with the more we repeat a story, it's locking energy. So energy at the subatomic level is a wave. Con, um, consistent, repeated thinking or high emotionally charged thoughts like, I'll never do that again so I don't get raped again, locks down the wave into a particle, solidifying it into now becoming physicalized. Hmm. So the more we repeat a story, the more we're reinforcing energetically, making it more dense and more substance of more substance. Hmm. So um, living with a trauma. I just, I mean, while I said what I said about how, how much it takes to clear it after karma, I mean, look at my, you can't, it's not a big deal. And so I feel like we overemphasize trauma possibly mm-hmm. from the nature of the mind, looking for problems and something to fix in the West. Yeah. And in my experience too, talk therapy has never been effective, you know, especially healing trauma, you know, because you're going into it, you're perpetuating the energy of it. And so it just makes it worse and tends to re-traumatize people. So I tend to, I like to do more modalities that do focus on the energy and yeah. what's trapped in the body. And the, um, I do EMDR and, and so that's you have been to free up mm-hmm. trauma. And mm-hmm. you see, I'm so grateful you said that I didn't want to say it to you as a psychotherapist practicing because that's, but that's one of the reasons I left the psych major because mm-hmm. I saw what talk therapy doing that. And I don't find it effective. You, in order to effectively clear t- trauma, you have to go beyond that talk mm-hmm. therapy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So tell us a little bit more about your process and helping people like bringing in the light. It sounds like you're, you do a lot of activations and clearings. Is this something that people can do on their own or something that they uh, need to come to you for, or one of your people you're training? Uh, D all of the above. Um, <laughs> I start out doing it on them. And then um, if it's a fit and they want to, then they can learn how to do it them on themselves and then on others. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell yeah. us how can, how can we open up ourselves to increase that receptivity and, and, you know, the light and, and the power to create what we are truly desiring through that healing work. So here's a, here's a concept that will be a good walk away tool for your audience and y'all, um, if you don't already know it the yin-yang, right? So there's a, a, a qigong move that I do a lot to show the concept. I'm gonna put the crystals down now. Um, <laughs> it, there's, it's called pushing and pulling of the wave. So you step forward, I even described this in a few of my books and your palms are facing away from you. Your elbows are bent to your side, your arms are, but they're out in front of you rather. And then I've stepped forward. Now I'm full extension forward, drop at the, wrists so my palms are now facing my body and now I pull back stepping and leaning more on that back foot so when we're making things happen when we're going for goals and targets that's yang this is yin the pulling back the stepping back mm-hmm. if we're all about stepping out and taking action and being a problem solver mm-hmm. which is considered a good thing and we value here right mm-hmm. we leave no room for anything to come in just sheer energy energetics alone we need to leave room to allow ourselves the space in front of our heart chakra the key to receiving we need to leave that spaciousness so that something can come in 
I, and then there's activations to do to increase your receptivity, to increase your allowing, to even increase your magnetism, mm -hmm. because the heart has 10 times more um, electro and magnetic activity. This isn't the right number um, of the brain. So the brain fires electrically all the time, central nervous system, but the heart has a magnetism component as well as the electricity to it physically and metaphysically. And so that equates to more magnetism, the quality of magnetism, magnetizing to you what you desire is a really advanced skill after you've opened up to become more receptive and, and allowing yourself to receive. Then it gets to a point where you can use this as a, the heart chakra as a tool to pull towards you what it is you're desiring. And so the higher your vibration is, the more that will sing out. So um, perhaps like as you are getting ready to action something out or problem solve, you could ask yourself, do I, what if I didn't step in here? And then see maybe somebody else with even a better solution would come in. You would save yourself some energy and you'd be nurturing yourself a little bit. You'd be increasing your receiving just by making that different choice. Mm -hmm. And it gives space for others to step up. So tell us a little bit more just about how your vibrational energy, um, the upgrade system can assist someone with bringing that in and, and becoming their true authentic self. I know it's kind of a, a keyword, you know, that, that people are using right now, but, um, you know, what, what does that mean and how, how does that, how can we shift into that to bring that in? I think that the whole thing about authenticity is because we're going through humanity's awakening times. And so people want to awaken to who they truly are and, and implied in that, right, is no longer listening to the false self, the ego mm -hmm. mind thoughts that we hear, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, even just implied from the concept of meditation, which is 5,000 years old, if they can teach a concept to observe our thoughts, that means we're not our thoughts. So it seems like what this is really about when people use the word ascension and in, 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 in shadow work, it seems like it's how to, in his Buddhist and yogic terms, how to come out of letting your life be dictated by habitual patterns in the ego mind and allow for your higher self to come in more so that yoking with the divine. Um, so how can we do that? You're asking. Um, I, I don't want to say that there is no quick fix, but there isn't. I mean, this is a whole bloody spiritual path or enlightenment path that yoga talks about that people go into ashrams and caves for decades. So it's, to really get free and live your life from this elevated perspective, there's, there's, there's time that needs to be invested. Not a five minute video about listening to a singing bowl, balancing your fifth chakra. Um, as much as I'd love to say that, but as much mm. as I have to remain in integrity. So finding your authentic self, I don't even feel like it's finding. I feel like it's uncovering. It's like getting rid of the falseness. And so clearing out the shadow or clearing out the unconscious and subconscious locked down traumas, because if your uncle perpetuated sexual abuse on you, that's less about you and more about him. Mm -hmm. So clearing out where you've been at the impact of other people's choices, recognizing karma, okay. Um, I'm also different than other metaphysical teachers and leaders because I don't believe that everything, I believe there's randomness. I don't believe that everything that shows up in our lives is because we have called it in somehow because of our vibration. There's at least 10% randomness and, and, and it is just that you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's not that you were meant to have an accident 
or because you were angry. So, I mean, you could look at it like one of the metaphorical, metaphysical interpretations of what does it mean when I have a car accident? It's because you've been angry. Well, if you're angry, that means you're, you're fueled by a pushing in the thoughts. And that means that you're not open and aware and observing. And so you might make an, a mistake that leads to an accident. So there, this idea of like, being responsible for everything in our lives, it's a weight and it's not right. It's not accurate. Mm -hmm. Karma also kicks in at certain points in people's lives where it just is time for that. There's a word called samskaras in the yoga mm -hmm. culture. And these are our basic, everybody has like two-ish, some people through three, uh, lesson that our soul has chosen to evolve beyond in this lifetime. We've incarnated, it seems, in order to have our souls evolve beyond that old limitation and so it's that same repeating behavior that you you're working to evolve beyond that is a some a samskara i'm talking about and so it just comes time in someone's life that to, if you're not already proactively clearing and opening and in, in, in upgrading yourself then you're going to get a crisis to bring it in to force you and you could choose not to deal with all of you listening to this are most likely choosing to look at yourselves, right? But there are people who are spinning out and, and they have to hit rock bottom. Um, they may not choose to upgrade. They may not choose the higher path. So there's just, um, I find so much misinformation and I hate to talk like that about this field and use a term that's talked about in mainstream media about other aspects of life, but people have such false expectations and then they, they slow themselves down or they sabotage their own evolution and growth. Um, I really would love for people to be more gentle with themselves. The nature of the ego mind is to be harsh and judgmental. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, if you look at somebody who you get triggered by, who's really critical of you, please know that inside their own head, it's 10 times that criticism level. Mm -hmm. That if somebody hasn't done much clearing work, every, we're projectors on top of a neck just projecting our inner reality out onto the matrix, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So then that brings in the element of compassion as best mm -hmm. as possible, mm -hmm. no, but also the ability to have boundaries in a different way than it's usually used in that you don't take on, you don't let it become a part. It's, there's a Native American teaching. I love it about having a basket. So you can picture a really cool woven handcrafted basket in front of the belly. And when somebody has a thought, judgment, label, criticism about you, it's an arrow because mental is arrow, air, and it lands in the basket in front of you. And you can consider whether to take it on if it's helpful or not. And that may sound like, but then I, you know, if I don't want to hear something negative about myself, I'll never take on anything anybody says. That's just ego mind noise. You know yourself. And more than likely, you're probably taking on more criticism rather than less, unless you're a narcissist. And then if you're a narcissist, you're not listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I think like, <laughs> you know. That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Um, were you going to say something, Sam? Um, yeah, so I don't know. I've just been listening to to, to this conversation and just kind of absorbing everything but you know something that you just said um it was a very fresh perspective i think of 
you know, spirituality as a whole. Um, because I mean, I know for me that, you know, if I, if I'm feeling a certain way or something and okay, well, what am I, you know, am I, am I going to try meditation? Am I going to do chanting? Am I going to do, you know, breath work? Am I going to do drum work? What am I going to do? But by that time, it seems like that the ego mind has already taken over. Like, okay, I'm going to do A, B, C, or D. And I'm going to do them in this, in this, you know, path in this way, and I'm going to get this result from it, you know? And, um, um, like I said, for me, that's kind of how, you know, I operate spiritually unless I just kind of let go, you know? Um, Ah, there it is. (laughs) Right. So, so. Hold on a second, Sam. Sure. I, want to do- <laughs> I just got burned. <laughs> First time I've ever been burned before. No, that's a shift. That's to indicate a shift, not a burn. <laughs> no, not a burn. Just the sound of the horn. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think, you know, maybe it's more prominent in, in the Western world. Um, but you know, when, when yoga started to become mainstream, it became mainstream being advertised as a really good workout. Mm-hmm. And you might, you might get some additional benefits mentally or spiritually, but the main thing that you, why you should do yoga is it's a really good workout, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, with meditation, you use meditation to quiet the mind, you know, and, and for a long time, I believed that. And I would get so frustrated when I just couldn't quite louder. Yeah, yeah, and it got louder. Exactly. And then I learned that no meditation is an observance of the mind. It's not a quieting of the mind, you know, and when once I learned that it was like, Oh, my God. So yeah, I, I can sit here, observe the thoughts. And and that's okay. I don't have to try to shut my my brain off because it's, it's not going to happen. You know, it's an impossibility. Um, And so yeah, so I, you know, the, the times where I feel the most connected is when I'm out in nature and I'm just yeah. walking for the sake of walking and I'm, I'm smelling for the sake of smelling and seeing for the sake of seeing. And there's no, uh, there's no destination inside, even though, yeah, eventually the hike will be done, but I'm not waiting for that moment. You know, I'm not bummed out because that moment's coming. You know, it's just, it's just, and, and like I said, it's like letting go. And, and to me, that's, you know, being in the moment. And um, um, another thing that I, that you said that, that really resonated with me as well was the, and, and Stacy kind of touched on to it as well, but was the um, not having to go out to ascend, you know, we're, we're in these bodies for a reason. You know, we have these minds for a reason. We live these lives for a reason. And why are we trying to escape those things to try to get more connected with the divine that put us here in the first place? You know, so it's, it was, for me, it was just, you know, like I said, I was just absorbing and listening to everything. And those are kind of the, the notes and the, you know, the, the big things that came in through me, but I think it's, it's, it is just really cool. And I really love your, your take on it that, yeah, it's not about leaving. It's about getting deeper in, you know? So I don't know. I just just thought that was really great. Your feedback. Thank you. It's ironic, isn't it? Um, 
the the divine seems to work with that divine sense of humor and those ironies, like the examples you just gave. And it's funny when you were talking about like, okay, so what spiritual techniques am I getting? This reminds me of one of my younger brothers um, talking about using meditation to deal with fear and anxiety and watching himself then rely on meditation as the the key and the need if he didn't meditate, he would then become anxious. Like using meditation as an, uh, as a tool for a specific outcome. It's so Western. And it's really funny because it's so mm-hmm. ego mind too. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this with this objective in mind. And then you're dealing with the ego mind from an ego mind perspective. So it's still all just about the mind, mm-hmm. right? So that, that let go, that allowing, you know, all of that's where we now step into more of the divine, the flow, the heart, the spirit, um, nature is a great way to do that too. So it's also possible when you hear your mind saying, what spiritual tool, now that I have so many to choose from, am I gonna go to to solve this or deal with this this negative feeling or uncomfortable feeling? Another choice is acknowledge it. Okay, I hear you. Now I'm talking more if it's a thought, not necessarily a feeling. So if it's a thought, okay, I hear you. Just talk back to it. This is Tibetan um, Buddhist um, techniques, but it's also um, behavioral psychology, uh, cognitive behavioral psychology. Talk back to it. Is, what if that's not even true? So then you don't have to have a bunch of tools that you need to rely on because that's why you go to your spiritual tools. I mean, it's also about having fun. That's why I use the air horn. I mean, that's a great measure for a good mentor or teacher in the spiritual world, really, is their sense of humor. If they have a sense of humor, that kind of proves they've done some work on the ego mind to, you know, quiet down the seriousness that the ego mind is so resplendently rolling in all the bloody time, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And part of that seriousness is this is a problem. I have to fix it. Mm -hmm. What if it's not? And then if it's a more embodied feeling that you're uncomfortable, you're not feeling up, uh, there's something that you need to pay attention to inside and listen to. Sit down and write. Sit down and talk to it. What are you trying to tell me? What do you want me to know? Put your hand on your lower belly. Go out in nature. Ask, you know, hey, guidance, talk to me. What is this that, that I'm seeming to want to avoid? Or what are you trying to tell me with this uncomfortable feeling? You go either, what I'm saying is both of those examples go in, mm-hmm. address it Absolutely. without having to fix it with more with spiritual tools. Because that's still the ego mind being the ego mind. The spiritual tools that are good to uplift us and, they, and, and helping us to feel happy and joyous, not just as like ways to come out of anxiety and fear. And we've been framed it in the West. You brought this up. Both of you did. Like in the yoga studios, when I came back, I asked my yoga teacher in India, in the shala, I'm like, what do you see us Westerners mess up the most when we go back to the West with yoga? So in the typical Asian uh, inimitable indirect style, he says to me, after a couple of moments of thought, Anger stored in the hamstrings. Mm. That was his response. Mm. Okay, Lily, thanks. <laughs> I gotta work with that. But I mean, both went, mm, okay, I get it. And so then I came back here in the first yoga studio I worked at, she had me come in almost like the spiritual yoga teacher. Uh, even though I'm trained in Ashtanga and I'm a personal trainer, Ashtanga is the most athletic version of them all. And by the way, the guy who created hot yoga isn't even allowed in India mm. anymore because um, it's not meant to be just a workout. The body postures are one of the eight limbs of yoga. Mm-hmm. The mind and working with the consciousness are five of the eight limbs. 
The breathwork you started the show out with, pranayama is one of the limbs. So when this woman had me be in her more Pilates-based studio, which I also taught and did, um, the spiritual component of teaching the Ayurveda component and the chakra component to inner yoga teacher training um, when they would happen. So I, I was tired of that. And I went to a new, more spiritual yoga studio. But the idea that yoga is actually opening a chakra every pose is built around opening the chakras mm. that's why you leave feeling if you're not doing hot yoga or a workout that's why you leave feeling refreshed and more balanced because you just opened up chakras mm. so again it's that idea of i'm using this for an outcome and i'll do that too like i won't like the idea of when people go to a yoga studio i will go to a restorative yoga class i will let myself take this restorative yoga class and you end up in the one that's the um that's the flow the vinyasa flow so that you get in the workout Mm-hmm. Or the results of the cut and the muscles. I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like this can't be as useful. What do you mean relax? <laughs> I don't have a goal in mind. Oh, wait, relaxing is a goal. Yeah, but that's a waste of time. Let me get something done. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that is also our, our Western culture of, of uh, doing, you know, and being more active because we, you know, resting, that's, you know, too yin for like a lot of people. And so we're, we're I'll sleep to- when I'm dead. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. Saying, yeah. 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 And so it's really yeah important to look at that. Like what, what, what does our body really need? Not what does our mind need? Cause uh-huh. our mind is going to tell us, you know, a different thing every time, you know, but what does our body truly need? And so you mentioned just yoga for doing, you know, open up, opening up the chakras. And, you know, I think that's a great practice to do. I actually went through my yoga teacher training a couple of years oh, cool. ago as well, just because I wanted to dive deep into that and bring it into my psychotherapy practice. But um, but I'm wondering, is there, are there certain tools that people can use? Like, um, so there's yoga, there's, um, what other things do you recommend that people can use to say clear their chakras on a daily? Cause it sounds like that's the practice is doing it on a daily basis so that they can continue to upgrade. I think, um, yeah, if someone, if someone had some tools, what would you recommend for that? So what I have seen work is my chakra to audio series, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a marketing plug. It's answering your question. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear it. So it's on my website, there's the chakra to audio series and you can look at the key traumas, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual block causes of blocks for that particular chakra and self-assess. Underneath each of those self-assessment tools is a little two minute clip of me doing a clearing and activation for that particular chakra. People have bought that chakra series and have continued to use it now eight years after it was created and still get results from it. So if you want not only to clear and, and, and just today, again, right in between the last interview and this interview, somebody in my signature program, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow using the chakra series, uh, she said, Dr. Allison, I'm finally having it happen. I'm finally hearing new things on the chakra and clearing and activations MP3s. And it's one of the most fascinating phenomena to this work. I love finding this out because it's proof of the, the blockages don't allow you to hear or see certain possibilities. But then once we've cleared the layers above it, now all of a sudden you've been listening to the same bloody MP3 for days, uh, for 30 days. And now all of a sudden you're hearing it. It's always been on there. It's so fun. I've had so many times people said, Dr. Wilson, has this always been on here? But you're finally ready to hear it. Mm. So you can observe the phenomena at play that I teach about yourself and then start to have a whole new level of understanding. Mm. So as you're working through that, you're working through the layers as well. So each layer might be released in a different way. And then you finally hear what you need to. 
or finally yeah. experience what you need to. But activations too, like the allowing, the receiving, all of that I've been talking about is the fourth chakra. If you want to empower your ability to co-create, it's the fifth chakra. Um, you can go to the series and see it uh, on, mm. on my website, but okay. it's not just clearing though. It's, it's also activating the capacities that each chakra, like my second book's um, title is Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss. That third chakra, that beautiful yellow one right above your head, mm. it's joy is there inner child is there. The aspect, as I've already said, for manifestations there, it's the power to go out and manifest. Mm. That chakra gets uh, happier and more open and activated if mm. what we're manifesting out in the world brings us joy mm. that chakra doesn't have so much health and is more closed down when what we're focusing on manifesting out in the world does not mm. bring us much joy another way to look at that is we are designed to be happy with our day-to-day life in our job in our work and if we're not we're going to not maybe necessarily have such a strong digestive tract because that's where the third chakra is at the beginning of the digestive tract we may have um, gastric upsets we may burp a lot we may um, be more anxious Um, we may be less childlike and playful and joyful which is more obvious so it's not just about the focus always tends to be like on there's something I have to get rid of. There's something I have to clear. There's something I have to fix. There's some, nah. there's this whole level of like, we're designed for bliss. Our mm-hmm. systems, our God-given systems are divine to help show us how to thrive. And it's almost like oh, there's, I seem to be doing this work to help people like get out of the way of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so that sounds like a really just beautiful process. So, and we will definitely put your links um, in the show notes as well. So if anyone needs to, you know, so they can access that sounds like a really powerful system. I'm wondering, um, let me give you one yoga pose that I think is is helpful in asking the question that you asked. I love the reclining goddess pose. It's a really good one to teach Mm. allowing. Um, so the reclining goddess pose is feet are your, your legs, you're laying down, your legs are out to the side and your feet are touching at the sole. So your legs are forming a diamond. Mm. You're touching your shoulder. You're, you're rolling your shoulders back on the floor. So your back is flushed against the mat and your arms are out as if in a corpse pose. So you could also to go to work with hip opening in the sacral area, which is that sac- second chakra. I have the right to feel the way I feel, but the pose itself really induces allowing mm. is applied gentle pressure because guys especially will have, they have a harder time getting their knees close to the floor. So if you have pillows under each knee, that helps, but you could also apply gentle pressure on the inside of, of right above your knee on the thigh muscle more than on the knee. Mm. And just gently guide that area open even more. It's a real tender area for people. And there's so much quieting that happens from that as well Mm -hmm. as opening and the allowing. So it's a, it's a really good one to use. That sounds like a really powerful pose. And, um, I know, I mean, so many people have so many hip problems and like tight hips. And so there's, you know, my, my understanding would probably be that there's a lot of emotion stored there. Um, and a lot of, you know, um, people. And so, yeah, that sounds like it would release that too, as well as bring in the receiving. I love that. Chakra, the right to feel the way you feel. Mm-hmm. This is the last one to clear. Hmm. It's usually the last one to clear. So usually the most stubborn. Yeah. 
Mm, that makes yeah. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. So I'm wondering if you would um, be um, so willing to lead us through an activation process. Let us experience this firsthand. Okay. Yes. So those, are, I'm, I'm, while I talk, I'm going to be intuiting. I already have a sense. This has been somewhat of a theme. <laughs> um, what this clearing activation is going to be for. Please don't be driving. Please don't be having an elderly parent or a young um, infant to care for. You're going to space out possibly. You're also possibly going to feel twitching in your feet or your hands. You may feel electricity. You're, you may get a pain um, as the block clears and more life force is able to get through a chronically blocked area. Uh, you may yawn. You may knock out and go to sleep. You may feel nothing at all. All of that is fine. It just depends on where you're at with the spectrum. And if this doesn't apply to you at like a clearing level, then we're gonna be more activating these capacities in you. So the light has that intelligence of its own. It knows what you need and what you don't. And it can work for each of you individualized. It's the beauty of it all via the creator. There's something I'm sensing around more of that less fixing and problem solving and more allowing for your own innate brilliance. How does that feel to you both? Feels good. Same um, yeah, it's, uh, that's actually something that I've been struggling for a while now is to you know give myself permission to kind of be my brilliant self <laughs> yeah 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 okay yeah i mean i intuited that it wasn't just me going into thoughts you, uh the problem solving we talked a lot about the fixing and it's interesting the interview i just got done with was with a man and he too was having blockages around moving into allowing himself to shine more and, and mm -hmm. be greater. We talked about that already. That's like the bottom line. People are just scared of their light. Mm -hmm. okay. I know I've with that myself. <laughs> so let's go, let's go more in that direction. Let's the, re the receiving and the allowing feels a little, this one, instead, if I did more of the allowing yourself to be as bright as you possibly can, as brilliant as you possibly can, that's higher. It'll take you guys through more clearing than if I did the allowing rather than problem solving. So let me see what I can include. Okay, so I'm gonna be silent for just a moment while I get into the requisite space to do this. So I'll, let's do it this way. What would it look like if you were allowing for the greatest version of you to run your life more? Anything and everything that does not allow for that, are you willing to burn up with the flames of transmutation? So you'd want to say yes out loud to invite the energy in. Yes. 
Yes. Going right to karma. So any and all karma as appropriate. That's in any way causing you to shut down or sabotage or step back and letting yourself shine and be as brilliantly and brilliant as you possibly can. Turning all of that karma off as appropriate. Of free floating thoughts and traumas that have in any way contributed to, created, or perpetuate you restricting or limiting how brightly you shine, how grand your life gets. How great you let yourself become, burning all of those free-floating thoughts and traumas. It's okay if you don't catch every word. The energy is still there. So all contracts, oaths, vows, across all lifetimes and timelines. Burning all of those up. All imprints from your parents. Lineage. All conditioning from the trance of the masses. All at all levels of consciousness, beliefs, evaluations, judgments, expectations, and projections you have that are in any way limiting you stepping into more of your greatness and shining as brightly as you possibly can to create the grandest, most flourishing life now, burning it all up now, anything and everything that inhibits or limits or restricts that with the flames of transmutation. Some of you may want to inhale and exhale, nostril breathing only. Shift some more of that energy that's been called up. So I'm seeing a lot of tightness around the throat and the necks getting cleared. Some stuff around the third chakra power center. Injury to in, your inner child, I'm seeing. Fear. It's raw fear in the face of some threat. It's getting cleared. There are also contracts I saw. may have been from a religious lifetime, vow of austerity, vow of poverty, some kind of limiting thing you've signed in another lifetime. That's some of what I'm seeing clear. It's a lot. 
back to the heart is now opening. Sacral in the front. Some of you may want to shake out your feet, like flip your legs and then shake out your feet to allow some more of that energy down and through. I'm going to go ahead and activate the upgrade now. So any and all latent keys and codes, an ancient wisdom within you, inherent talents within you. And any and all blessings and support possible to bring this all into alignment for your highest possibilities and your highest potential to be realized. Activating the upgrade now. You guys come on back when you're ready. Hmm. There's a lot more that goes on than it seems. Hmm. I felt that. Yeah. Very powerful energy. Um, I felt just some clearing, some releasing, and then just like my vibration just felt like it expanded. Excellent. Outward. Yeah. A lot more happens afterwards too. And some of you may want to mm. listen to that, like this one clearing. Uh, mm. Dilly. Mm. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, my, uh, my third eye is vibrating right now. <laughs> mm. cool. so I definitely felt that. Yeah, I, um, I felt a tightness in my solar plexus area pretty much the entire time. Um, that's starting to fade now. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just feel a little... Right up there on the third Open eye. Yeah. yeah. And I always it seems to it always seems to me that when whenever I work with chakras, the first one to open always seems like it's my third eye. Because I always feel warmth or vibration there before any other place. So some people are more clear sentient. Intuitive information comes in through feeling sentience. Some people are more clairvoyant seeing. Some are more clear audience. So you might be more heavily the clairvoyance. That might be your primary power but they they tend to be a spectrum and we can access all of them just if we have one strong one it doesn't mean we don't have the others right mm -hmm. so your solar plexus i knew one of yours it felt to me like it was both of you um with the inner child um the we asked you asked about something about your power like how do you let yourself step into more of your greatness well that would hit the third because mm -hmm. that's the power center yeah right. right yeah so it's good that you felt the contraction so really what you may want to do to activate it even more rather than only clear it um, is listen to that again. To, I don't want to say you just only cleared it, but the contraction shows clearing and then it released. So there was also the activation received, but if we have more clearing to do, it seems like there's a little bit less room for the activation. I don't want to say we get no activation, mm -hmm. but if you listen to it, it'll help further along. Maybe you'll go into contraction for the next five times you'll listen to it and then by the sixth time, it was a totally different response. Mm. And peeling back those layers. Yeah. And you make room for that, the activation, the new energy. You look different. I do? Yeah, you do. 
Is it in, different to you, Sam? In what way? <laughs> um, softer. Brighter? Softer? Right, brighter, softer, and like a little, more like a little girl. Like more, oh. um, in, in, not that you didn't look pretty before, but like you look prettier now. Your cheeks are fuller. Um, your I was, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that you, uh, looks like you have whatever those beauty filters are for like your cell oh, yeah. phones, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> really? yeah, because it, it does look like, it was it's weird when you mentioned it but yeah it was it was softer in the face oh i'm not saying that you know you have a rough face but it's <laughs> like you got you got a little bit more of like a it's like a shine and like softer mm. almost like uh i want to say like a um like a uh an old french painting oh interesting a woman and an old french painting how the features are just so soft you know what i mean mm-hmm. kind of like that if that makes sense interesting i wonder if there was like just the, the shift of energy did something yeah i mean i see <laughs> I, I see this a lot actually yeah yeah, happening. yeah. that's wow. pretty wild cool. <laughs> <laughs> magic right before your eyes i guess so right <laughs> yeah and we Power can also television. use it like a natural facelift yeah right. apparently so <laughs> <laughs> it's magical <laughs> and the, to think that like you know we really are sovereign beings that we can create this for ourselves right and yep. you know we can you know use your tools and we can like but we can when we tune in and really shift and upgrade our energy it's it's really it heals so much and it, yeah i i i wanna there's so much possible is what i hear you saying right Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I find myself um, wanting to make it okay. Stacey, I hear, you know, you're, you have a practice with patients and that's beautiful. Obviously I have a practice with clients and that's beautiful. And I find that um, sometimes people stop themselves and this is by no means marketing. The reality is, is that you can't get there alone because they're right. unconscious and subconscious. You do not consciously know what you need to clear it's the nature of the game so at some stage getting help and support through that is is going to speed up your results by at least a decade depending on who you're working with frankly so i don't want people to feel like they should be able to do this all their own or cheaply if they just listen to the right videos and do the right yoga poses if you took a certain chunk of change and invested in yourself with somebody who has enough testimonials to prove that what they do works and they get your back looking at what you can't get to, that will jumpstart you. And so I, I just want to say that because it feels like a lot of people are, there's so many people out there offering their work now, right? And so people may be withdrawn and not taking advantage of it, or maybe ashamed and think that they should be able to do it themselves. And that's the way yoga is presented. And, and it's, there are patches when you're just getting somebody else's else to get your back. Yes. And, and I, I totally agree because I don't think we, are we're, we're not meant to do things alone and when we ha- are working with somebody it can we can um they can see our blind spots totally. and so you know it does help to have that energy um or the you know the support of, of a worker you know an energy worker uh, um someone like you yourself um and then there's that those other things that you know they can do on their own as well, you know, in between, but I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, like I'm, I I just, just as a side note, I'm really excited. I'm actually going on Sunday. I'll be going to a Joe Dispenza, uh, advanced workshop, um, (laughs) for a whole week (laughs) and it's going to be nothing but like 
just meditating and going into the quantum field and, you know, but it's, you know, his meditations have, you know, been like a real powerful source for me, along with all the other tools that I've used along the way um, to get me to where I am. So I know I've been supported by people like you, you know, and just like, and that's been part of my journey. And so totally. it's, yeah. I, I think we really do need to um, absolutely have that support also. And it's just a nice gift to give yourself too. Like when I have, I have two different business support people and um, they're not running energy medicine on me necessarily. They're instead like just helping me do some receiving, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, that's, that's like such a great gift to me in and of itself. And if there's a great idea that comes through, excellent. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's sometimes where, you know, I, I've gotten a lot of my, my downloads, you know, is by being activated by other people's like things, symbols, or maybe their energy that working through me. And I, you know, received a lot of different things that way. So absolutely. Yeah. There's keys. In, like if you hear that activation part, keys and codes and inherent talents mm -hmm. and the talents within you. I know that I've designed my system in such a way that I am asking whoever comes into contact with me has their keys and codes and inherent talents activated. So mm -hmm. it's a part of my field. Um, but you then walk away with it and then have this, you create the space to go out in nature or journal, write or you know, have a longer shower, although that wastewater, water, you know, but whatever, <laughs> to, to give you the self, the expansiveness with which to allow the activations to unravel and then come to your consciousness and mm. bring out into your life. Mm. Uh, yeah, we each have it within us and having somebody to get our back to bring it in. It's, it's, you get to have more choice, more possibility. Absolutely. And, and just, you know, also I think other people, as they're opening up there in the spiritual awakening, they're stepping into their, you know, their truth or their, what, what they're being drawn to. And, and a lot of them are maybe into the healing field. And so it's, you know, they're being called to help others heal where they've been before. And so yeah. we've got these healers that are, you know, really connecting with each other and helping the world heal. And we're being called into those, into our, you know, our, um, soul mission. Yeah. I think that's soul. really important. Yeah. yeah I do too. It's a really key time right now. You brought up authenticity before and soul mission is a part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Dr. Allison, tell our listeners how they can find you and what you're currently working on. Uh, vibrationalupgrade.com, Vibration Upgrade Facebook group. You can come in there and um, get us there. Um, I have released this year in January, the day after inauguration, the Dragon Master Creatrix Conversation mm -hmm. with the Female Spiritual Teacher for These New Times. Mm -hmm. If you get the book, go to the title.com, meaning dragonmastercreatrix.com, and check out the bonuses that you can get there. Um, when you submit your receipt number from Amazon, um, because that book's talking about the retreats I take people on and have been for a while and attuning them to vibration upgrade system and training them in it. And um, that's where my joy factor rises mm -hmm. high 
nowadays. Because I, I mean, I, I've been a tour guide with Disney World. I've been a tour guide with the Autobahn and turning people on to the things that turn them on to when we go to sacred sites and how to work with the land and how to work with the energy in them and the land and the sites. It's really fun. So mm, that's sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. So that book's about that. And um, that's what I'm up to. Mm, beautiful. And we will, of course, add all of those links into the show notes. And so thank you, Dr. Elson, again, for being here with us today and sharing space to have this beautiful conscious conversation with us. It was lovely. I, I thank you for the visit. That's what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. And, Sam smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released at Mondays on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would love a five-star written review on iTunes. And of course, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other and love the world. We love you guys. Love you guys. Take care and we'll talk to you later. We at Be The Love Podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers and single mothers street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals, which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.